and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. It is 4.05pm on Tuesday, which means only one thing. It is Teamless Tuesdays, the first one of the 2022 season. Are you excited, Daniel? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm keen to get into these team lists. He literally dragged me. It was like 3.59 and he was like, we have to start recording. Let's not say literally dragged you. (laughs) Let's just say I pulled you to the computer. (laughs) So let's start off with last year's premiers, the Panthers. So how are we feeling about the team so far? Yeah, so I might go through the team. So we have Dylan Edwards at fullback. On the wing, we have Charlie Staines and Brian To'o. In the centres, we have Stephen Crichton and Isaac Targo. In the halves, Jerome Luai and Sean O'Sullivan. In the front row, we have Moses Leota joined by James Fisher-Harris at hooker, Appy Corusau. In the second row, we have Viliami Kikau and Liam Martin. And locking up the team is Isaiah Yo. On the bench, we have Mitch Kenny, Scott Sorensen, Spencer Leniu and Matt Eisenhuth. Any big talking points there for you? I mean, we all knew that um, Cleary wasn't going to be starting this week, but it is three weeks now. So um, Sean O'Sullivan going in to replace him, which isn't too much of a surprise, I guess. Yeah, he looked like the favourite from the trials. He did look okay replacing Cleary, and like he had a bit of, bit of, um, how do you put it? Had a bit of uh, chemistry there with Jerome Luai. So he's yeah, he's not too bad. But three weeks is that what we think? Do you reckon it could be longer? It might be longer. I think that. Obviously, that's made a bit of a quite a big change for a lot of people in fantasy. But, you know, I think three weeks sounds pretty reasonable at the moment. Yeah, I think considering it's a shoulder reconstruction that he's coming back from, understandable time frame. He probably should come back by round four then, but yeah. who knows? Like, he was pushing for round one, so hopefully three weeks is enough to get him back for round four. Exactly. Do you think that he's a definite not-go to start the season like, I probably wouldn't avoid. get him from the beginning yeah. that's a huge amount of points that you're just dropping for the first three weeks absolutely I agree so um, I definitely think you've got to do a quick team reshuffle yeah I think so and I'm sure we've got a lot of questions on that um, through the Insta which we'll touch on at the end of the episode as well um, no surprises that Isaac Targo gets that centre spot either definitely not yeah I think he looked the favourite from the trials I think that's pretty standard yeah righto let's move on to the other team which is Manly so at fullback, we have obviously Tom Trebojevic. On the wing, Jason Saab and Ruben Garrick. In the centres, Brad Parker and Morgan Harper. In at half uh, is Kieran Foran and Daly Cherry Evans. In the front row, we have Tolfafoa Sipley and Marty Tapao. At hooker, we have Lachlan Croker. In the second row, we have Ola Kawatu, who doesn't look like he's um he's injured, so he's straight back into yeah. the team. Uh, alongside Ethan Bullimore, and locking up the team is Jake Trebojevic. On the bench, we have Toa Toa Kula, uh, Carl Lawton, Sean Kepi, and Taniela Paseca. What are your thoughts on this team? There's only a couple of big changes, I think, um, that are kind of notable for the uh, Manly side. So Ethan Bullimore coming in to replace Schuster, I think, is one of the main ones. Yep. And then Ola Kawatu, um kind of coming back from injury a lot earlier than I guess people initially thought he would. Yeah, it kind of hurts uh, Lawton's selection, really. So he was meant to be out for... Olakwatu was meant to be out for four to six weeks. So the fact that he's back in, um, Lawton's pushed to the bench, and they're going with Bullimore, um, which is a surprise for me. I would have thought Lawton gets the first go with that uh, edge spot. But yeah, Bullimore in there. Do you think he's a an okay buy? I probably wouldn't. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he's a huge selection, really, right? No. He's cheap, but he's not... He's not going to be there for long term, right? And exactly. he's going to be sharing time with Lawton. So probably not the best pick um, at this stage, but one to keep on the radar, I guess, as well. Definitely. Okay, on to the next game, which is uh, the Raiders and the Sharks on Friday night. For the Raiders, the team list is 
Shuns, Nickel, Klockstad in at fullback. Kotrick and Valame on the wing. Schiller and Tomoko at center. We have in the halves, Jack Whiten and Brad Schneider. In the front row, we have Josh Papali and Joe Tarpany. In at hooker, we have Josh Hodgson. In the second row, Hudson Young and Corey Harawira Naira. And at lock, we have Elliot Whitehead. On the bench, we have Tom Starling, Emre Gula, Adam Elliott, and Corey Horsburgh. So, Charlie, yeah. what do you reckon? So we've got Schneider coming in for Jamal Fogarty. I think it might be a good pickup because Fogarty will be out for the next four months or so. So if you are looking for a player in that position, definitely a good option. Yeah, absolutely. Um, pretty cheap. I think he should be doing the kicking as well because uh, Jared Croker's out um, playing in reserve grade with Schiller coming in at centre. Yes, Schiller. The yeah. Big one. Another another cheapie in the team. Um, haven't really looked into him. I don't think many people knew he was hanging around. Um, but there is a few injuries in the, the Raiders team at the moment. No Harley Smith Shields either. So he's done his ACL and he's out for the season. So... Yeah, he, Schiller might be not too bad of an option as well, um, but yeah, he's going to be basement price and, you know, a bit of a risk, I guess, for a basement price cheapie at centre. Potentially, yeah. But a good option nonetheless, I think. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to the Sharks team. Um, oh, actually, one thing we didn't touch on for the Raiders there was the fact that uh, CNK gets the nod over Savage as well. Yeah. So Savage, obviously not in the 17 at all. He was named amongst the reserves. Probably not going to get named, I don't think, anytime soon, I'd say. Um, if they're going to be taking James Schiller over CNK at centre, then most likely Savage isn't going to be coming into this team unless there's a major injury. I agree. Yeah. Anyway, for the Sharks, we have uh, at fullback Will Kennedy. On the wing, we have Sione Katoa and Matt Ikevalu. In the centres, Ronaldo Mulatalo and Jesse Ramian. In at half, we have Matt Moylan and Nico Hines. In the front row, Toby Rudolph, Braden Hamian ueli In at hooker, we have Blake Braley. On the second row, we have Britton Nakora and Teague Wilton. And at lock, Dale Finucane. On the bench, Aiden Tolman, CSC for Talakai, Royce Hunt, and Andrew Fafita. Righto, Charlie, what are your takeaways from this squad? So I think we can see that Nico Hines will be doing the kicking this. Uh, yeah, last week. no no Braden Trindle. Matt Moylan named in num- the number six jersey. So, yeah, Hines going to get the kicking duties, which is really good for his uh, his fantasy owners, and I think he becomes a pretty pretty juicy buy. Yeah, I agree. Definitely a good option. And Dalfinukin as well. He's taken that number 13 jersey while Cam McInnes is out. So good for him for the next couple of weeks, but probably as soon as McInnes comes back, I don't see how he's going to be that relevant. Yeah, there. McInnes will definitely replace him. And also, on the interchange, Andrew Fafita. I did see that. What do you think? No. <laughs> We've been talking him up for the last couple of weeks, and you're you're just a hard no on him now? Yeah. I just think that, fool me once, kind of shame on me. Yeah, fool me twice. And yeah, so I just think that, potentially with Fafita, just see how it goes. Yeah, I think so. He, he is very cheap, though, like 240k. Yes, kind of not bad yeah on your emergencies but who knows how many minutes he's going to get and then when McInnes comes back in what is he even going to be in the 17 at that point or is Royce Hunt going to hold his spot and Tolman as well like it's a bit hard to know it's a bit up in the air yeah I agree um but not a terrible option to have in your emergencies if you need a mid and moving on to the next game we have the Broncos and the Rabbitohs on Friday night uh, for the Broncos, at fullback, Jermaine Asako. On the wing, we have Corey Oates and Selwyn Cobbo. In the centres, Tony Staggs and Herbie Farnworth. 
In the halves, Billy Walters and Albert Kelly with no Adam Reynolds. Um, in the forward pack, we have Keenan Palacia and Payne Haas. In at hooker, Jake Turpin. On the edges, we have Kurt Capewell and Jordan Rickey. And at lock, Patrick Carrigan. On the interchange, we have Ryan James, Reese Kennedy, uh, TC Rabadi, and Tyrone Roberts, which is a surprise inclusion in the 17 there. Righto, Charlie, what do you think of this team? The Walters-Kelly pairing is going to be interesting because whoever really kind of performs this week will be kind of pairing up with Adam Reynolds when he's back. Yeah, I think so too. It's going to be interesting to see who takes the kind of playmaking halfback role and who's kind of the, the running half player. I, I reckon, just on that, if Walters does play that running halfback role and Albert Kelly controls the game, Walters probably has the inside running to be the pairing for next week, but it who knows? It might just be whoever plays better this week, really. Yeah, definitely. And I think the other one is uh, Selwyn Cobbo. Yeah, so no no Jordan Pereira, um, no. which is very surprising. So Selwyn Cobbo on the wing there. Pereira was tipped to be a pretty uh, good cheapie coming into the season, but he is not selected. So, yeah, one to avoid there. Just keep an eye on, I guess, for later in the season, maybe an injury or some um, a COVID outbreak might get him in the team. Yeah. Um, outside of that, Keenan Palacio as well in the front row. Not a terrible option, but, I mean... But not cheap. No, he's not cheap either. He's above basement price. Yeah. Um, I mean, still cheap, but still above basement price, so not as cheap as you'd like. No. But Flegler's back next week anyway. Exactly. Yeah, so no no reason to go there. Um, and everything else is pretty much as normal in this team. I think a lot of work for Payne Haas, though, this first week. Yes. Not a lot of forwards. Definitely going to be having to pull his weight this week. Yeah, I think he could be a potential captain with Cleary out. Yeah, potentially. I think probably maybe one of the safer captains most likely this week, but we'll talk about that later. Um, moving on to the Rabbitohs team. Um, at fullback, we have Blake Taff. On the wing, we have Alex Johnston and Tane Milne. In the centres, Jackson Paulo and Campbell Graham. In at half, we have Cody Walker and Lachlan Elias. Or Ilias, sorry. Um, in the front row, we have Tavita Totola and Mark Nichols. In at hooker, Damian Cook. And on the edges, Keon Kolomatangi and Jai Arrow. And locking the squad is Cam Murray. On the bench, we have Jacob Host, Saliva Havili, Tom Burgess, and Michael Chi Cam. How are you feeling about this team, Daniel? Look, Lachlan Ilias being named is good. I think we're already, already expecting it, so yeah. he's probably going to be playing in the halfback role now that Adam Reynolds is gone. Blake Taff at fullback, obviously filling for Luttrell. Um, the big surprising one for me, because everything else kind of looks pretty straightforward for the Rabbitohs, is the inclusion of Saliva Havili on the bench. I think... It means that Damian Cook is a bit of a, probably a void to start the season yeah. just to see how many minutes get taken from him. Because if he loses 10 minutes, he's losing, you know, five to 10 points then straight off his score. So yeah. Damian Cook, yeah, a bit of an avoid um, for him. Outside of that, I mean, there's not a ton more different about this Rabbitohs team than what everyone was expecting. Um, pretty straightforward. I mean, Jackson Paulo moving to the centers, there might be some value in that, but I would still avoid and wait and see for him. There's much better players hanging around um but yeah that's pretty much pretty much it nothing too much there giant arrow might be a, a decent pod um but nothing nothing that can't be you know waited on to see to see what kind of happens there first of all because we don't really know how he's going to perform there and if he's going to get 80 minutes yeah definitely i agree Righto, moving on to the Saturday games. I might hand it over to you, Charlie, to do the rest of the games. Yes, yes. Okay, so we'll start off with the Roosters. So Tedesco is at fullback. Then we have two, um, Daniel Tupo and Paul Momorowski in the wing. 
We then have Billy Smith and Joseph Manu in centers, and then Sam Walker and Luke Keery in the halves. So then we've got Warrior Hargreaves and Collins both as the front rowers, with Connor Watson taking the hooker position. And then we have Angus Crichton and Satili Chupanua as the edge, and Victor Radley in lock. And then our interchange is Drew Hutchinson, Fletcher Baker, Nat Butcher, and then rounding off the team is Takiaho. How are we feeling about that? Pretty good team. Um, good to see that Connor Watson got the starting role at hooker, which I think we were expecting while Verrills is still out um, yes. for now. He should be playing big minutes there at hooker, which is a good value for him. Um, he's quite expensive though already, so it's one to kind of just keep an eye on. He could be scoring quite well in this team, but it's a bit hard to judge yet. So he he's probably a keeper, but at the moment, given the team structure and who's coming back in and with Drew Hutchinson in at number 14... Um, probably one to just keep an eye on. Paul Momorowski on the wing. I know we're talking him up as a bit of a pod in the centers. That's no longer the case. I think the fact that he's moved to the wing means that he'll have less base stats. So probably probably avoid Momorowski for now, unless he gets back into that center spot. It might be a good pickup later in the season um, if he does move back to center because he'll lose a bit of cash on the wing. Um, but the big news, Billy Smith in at center, which is really good for him. Cheapy there, available at center. Um, as long as he doesn't get injured again, he... Looks like a pretty safe buy, I'd say, Billy Smith. Um, Suwali's still not in the team. I think he's injured currently. But, yeah, I think Billy Smith's probably got the probably got that position for the time being. So, a bit of a cheapie there to jump on. Yeah, definitely. I think. And no Kevin Naguama as well. So, Paul Morovsky taking that spot means that Naguama's not being named. I think that's fair enough. He's been yes. kind of average in the trials. Thank you very much for taking my one point that I had for this oh, okay. team. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that rounds it off pretty nicely. So for the Knights, we have Kalen Ponger in fullback. We have Dominic Young and Inari Tuala in the wing. We have Dane Gagai and Bradman Best in centre with Jake Clifford and Adam Clune in the halves. Then we have David Klemmer and Jacob Safiti in the front row position with Chris Randall as a hooker. We then have Tyson Frizzell and Lachlan Fitzgibbon in the second row with Kurt Mann rounding it off in the lock. We then for the interchange has Phoenix Crossland, Mitchell Barnett, Leo Thompson and Jariah Momosia. Yeah, so for the Knights, um, I mean, pretty much stock standard, but uh, we knew that Kurt Mann was there and thereabouts for the lock position, which is huge for him because he is quite cheap. And if he's yes. going to be getting big minutes at lock, he looks like a very good buy. Um, the kind of scary thing is that there's Mitch Barnett there hanging on the, the bench. So yeah. he might take some minutes from Mann, but fingers crossed that it's not too many because if Mann can play, you know, 55 to 60 minutes at least at lock, he has some value in him there. So one to look out for mm-hmm. um, and an interesting one to start with your team. Um, the problem is he is a half though, Kurt Mann. So it's a bit a bit rough, but that means that he will get um, dual position status. So he'll be a mid half if he plays, I think three or more games in that lock position. So one to keep an eye on, um, but yeah, not a bad buy to start the season. Outside of that, Chris Randall, we knew he was going to be starting there at hooker. Yes. He is going to be playing a good chunk of the time there. Phoenix Crossland is on the bench, so we'll take some time off Randall, but I think at basement price, you have to have Randall in your team. 100%, yeah. Pick him up. It was no surprise when he was put in as well. well. Yeah, no. No surprise at all. He's the the second fiddle to Jaden Braley, who'll be back mid-season. Yeah. Um, 
outside of that, uh, pretty standard. Jake Clifford, Adam Clune are the halves. Um, I still rate Clifford as a really good pod option, and I'm going to say it every single podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah he's, he's very good. He is not well-owned, and I think he's going to be taking the bulk of the kicking. He will be kicking goals and doing a lot of the work for this Knights team. So, yeah, one to keep an eye on for a half. Hot position. take. Pick up Jake Clifford. Hot take. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> First take. of the season. Very good. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the Knights team. Nothing too much to talk about yeah, there. Pretty, pretty stock standard. Couple of changes, but nothing crazy. So we'll move on to the second Saturday game, which is the Warriors versus Dragons. So starting with the Warriors team this week. So we have Chanel Harris-Tavida at fullback. DWZ and Marcelo Montoya both in the wing with um, Viliami Valia and Rocco Berry as centers. We then have Cody Nicarima and Sean Johnson as the halves. Uh, we have Fanua Blake and Bunty Afoa as both the front rowers with Wade Egan as hooker. And then Ewan Aiken, as, um, Ewan Aiken and Elisa Katoa as the second rowers. And then rounding it off with Josh Curran in lock. So the interchange will have Juz Tavanga, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, Aaron Penne and Bailey Sirinan. Were there any big surprises for this team? Not big surprises, but a couple of changes considering... Um... Reese Walsh is out for the first round. So Chanel Harris Tavita is starting at fullback, which is where um, Walsh will fill for round two. Um, and Cody Nicarim is at number six. I'm not sure who's going to be taking that um, halfback role beside Sean Johnson for round two. I think it's leaning towards Cody Nicarima. So Chanel Harris Tavita might be on the bench, but who knows? Um, it's a bit of a risk going either of those to start the season, considering it's not certain who plays there. Um, the big one in this team is Viliami Valia in at center, another junior filling in a center role. I haven't checked his price because we just jumped straight into this and yes. haven't done any preparation. Check now. But he, yeah, he should be basement price um, most likely. Yeah, Viliami Valia, 240K. There you go. So he is basement price, another center there for you to um, think of as a cash cow. Um, and yeah, just keep an eye on how he performs, I guess, over the first few weeks if you're not starting with him. Yeah. Um, no surprises, you and Aitken to the second row. Pretty oh much a buy, must have for centers. He'll be a top scoring center. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It was already, it was on my team. Yeah. Didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> didn't matter where, what, didn't matter where he started. Didn't matter. I think it was going to matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's there as the second rower alongside Eliasa Katoa. So mm. um, there is a bit of value in Katoa for now. Um, but I think there was some news that Tohu Harris might be returning a lot earlier than previously thought yes i think around the three round three to four mark but that i don't know that's a bit unsubstantiated for me so it'd be a bit of a bit of an avoid for that one because most likely when tohu harris comes back um harris will go to lock Curran will go to that 12 12 spot and eliasa katoa will move to the bench so i think um maybe if tohu harris was coming back mid-season like was predicted originally katoa had a bit of value but for now i would yeah, uh not so i would much. hold off on katoa with that news that Harris might be back earlier, yep. just in case. Outside of that, um, Bunty Afo was starting, but uh, Matt Lodge will fill that number 10 position in a week, I think. I think he's only suspended for one round. And, yeah, some of these bench players won't be there. Like, most likely Aaron Penne won't be there. Um, and possibly Sirenen as well. Um, but, yeah, Chanel Harris-DeVita wouldn't look into that too much. He's not going to be the fullback next week. So, um, yeah, avoid him. But... Outside of that, I'd say the, the biggest buy in this team is probably Aitken. Some people have gone Sean Johnson, but I think I'd be a bit cautious now with Nicarima there. Nicarima does a lot of kicking as well, so um, if he's even going to be taking some kick meters off Johnson, that's going to hurt a lot. 
so yeah one to one to keep an eye on there and maybe avoid in sean johnson all right too easy should you want to move on to the dragons now yeah moving on to the dragons fantastic so if for the dragons team this week Tyrell Sloan in fullback position with Cody Ramsey and Ravalawa both in the wing. There's Moses Suli and Zach Lomax in the center with Amone and Ben Hunt in the halves. We then have Blake Laurie and Aaron Woods as front rowers with Andrew McCulloch in the hooker position with Jack Bird and Jaden Sewer both in second rows and then JDB and Locke. We've got on the interchange Moses Mbai, um, Francis Molo, Josh Kerr and Jack Gajewski. It's hard. This team's a bit uh, a bit standard for me. I mean, we already predicted that Sloan was going to be getting that fullback role. We knew Jack Bird was going to be on an edge and JDB was going to be at lock. That wasn't really in doubt. Well, for me, it wasn't in doubt. I know there was some comments about Bird going to, going to lock and JDB going to the front row, but when they brought in Aaron Woods, it was pretty certain that he was going to be starting alongside Laurie in the front row there for me. Um, and most likely when um, Josh McGuire comes back, he'll be in and amongst that rotation as well. Um, this team is interesting mainly for Tyrell Sloan and Talatau Amone. Um, Sloan will be a pretty handy pot option at fullback. He is quite expensive, but he proved last year that he's a very good um, player. And even through the trials, he's looked absolutely electric. So he's going to be a pot at fullback. Um, even though this is, I guess, his junior season, even though he debuted last year, he, yeah, he has some value there, I think. I think at 500k, he's expensive, but... He looks like he's going to be doing bits this year, so yeah. very good one to to have as well. Um, maybe not from the start of the season, but keep an eye on him. Um, Talatau Mone, he's cheap, 350k, yeah. pretty safe to get on him from the mm-hmm. start. Partnering Ben Hunt in the halves there. He won't be a huge scorer. I dare say he won't make a ton of cash, like maybe 100 to 150k, but I think that's enough from a half to then maybe up like trade him up to someone else after he makes that cash. He's probably only going to be averaging around the 30 to 35 mark, I'd say, with Hunt doing pretty much everything for this Dragons team, it looks like. So Hunt's not too bad of a pot option either in the halves with Cleary out as well. Um, JDB is probably going to get good minutes as well at lock, so he's another pod to look out for. Should be playing, you know, 70 minutes at least um, at lock by the looks of it. Um, especially without Maguire or any other big bench forwards um, there. You've got Francis Moller, who'll be playing in the front row. Same with Josh Kerr and Jack Gajewski. It looks like he's going to be um, just taking 10 to 15 minutes here and there yeah, in that middle definitely. as well. Just a couple of small bits. Yeah, small stints for him. Um, but yeah, nothing too crazy here. There's a, a few good players, a few pods there. Moses Sully's not too bad as a center and he's quite cheap. Lomax as well. He was a very good center two years ago and had a really rough last year with a few injuries. Mm. So um, he's cheap for his, you know, standard average normally. Yeah, he's got a lot of potential there. So um, he's also one to keep an eye on as well as a potential center. Fantastic. So we will then move on to the next um, game on Saturday. So it's Tigers versus Storm. So starting off with the Tigers, we have Dane Laurie in the fullback position with Nofaluma and Mamalo both in the wing. We have James Roberts and Oliver Gildart in centers with Hastings and Brooke both in the half. In the forward pack, we have Alex Twal and Uchikamanu both in the front row with Jake Simpkin as hooker. We have um, Chiwalangi and Luciano Leilua both in the second row with Offenhengawi as lock. How are we feeling about that? Yeah, pretty good. And on the bench, we have Tyron Peachy, Luke Garner, Zane Musgrove, and Alex Seyfarth, just to, to round that off for you. My bad. Too bad. Busy <laughs> focusing on pronouncing the names. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, there, there is a lot of long ones in that one. Um, 
I like that Tuolungi's been named there in the second row. He's going to be getting good minutes, but Luke Garner is also on the bench. So yes, Tuolungi's cheap, but he's probably not going to be playing the whole game. So you've got to keep that in mind, whether he's a cash cow, a genuine cash cow or not. Um, so I'd be, you know, a bit cautious about going him from round one just to wait and see what his minutes are going to look like with Garner there. Um, Uto Ikemanu looks good value there. Um, the fact that he's starting in the front row, we already did a deep dive on this on our yes. Instagram. He's going to be starting. He should be playing around the 55 to 60 minutes given their their bench there. And that means that he's going to be getting very good points. Um, and he's, you know, he's a PPM player, points per minute player in the middle. So um, very good value there on Uto Ikemanu. On the bench, Tyron Peachy, it's unfortunate for him because he was looking kind of like a, a good lock option um, for the Tigers anyway. But for fantasy, he was kind of looking like a good option if he was going to get good minutes there. But the fact that he's off the bench isn't isn't great for his scoring. He was doing well off the bench for the Titans, but it's not going to be the same kind of rotation for the Tigers. He probably will play similar minutes, maybe the 40 to 50 minute mark, but it's still still to be seen how, how good he will score from that position. So one to keep an eye on. And Alex Twell, starting in the front row. Um, good for him. He got into the starting team, considering yeah. he was off the bench last year. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's in the front row, so he's not going to have a huge amount of value. You really need him playing big minutes at lock for Twell to be um, a good buy. Uh, what else is there here? So the fact that uh, Simkin is in for Little is good value for him. He should be playing big minutes there at hooker. I don't think Tyron Peachy will take too many minutes off him. If any, there might be some case where, you know, they give Simpkin a rest and Peachy comes in at hooker for a little bit um, instead of that rotation at lock. So that's one to keep an eye on as well. But Simpkin's still very good value and is quite cheap. Um, well, not very cheap, but still cheaper for what he can do um, if he gets big minutes at hooker. Yeah, sounds good. So moving over to the Storm squad now, we've got Ryan Pappenhausen in fullback with George Jennings and Xavier Coates both on the wing. We have Remus Smith and Just- Justin Olam both in the center with Nick Meany and Jerome Hughes in the half position. Then moving forward to the front pack, we've got Jesse Bromwich and Christian Welch both in the front row with Brandon Smith as hooker. We then have Kafusi and Bromwich both in the second row, rounding it off with Josh King in lock. In the interchange, we have Tyron Wishart, Jaden Nicarima, Trent Leoro, and Nelson Asofa Solomona. Got through that one. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... Good team here. Um, Ryan Pappenhausen starting from round one. That's huge news. So not going to have to worry about, you know, whether he's coming back round two, three or four. He's straight into the team. So he's definitely a buy from round one. Good to see. Nick Meany moving into the halves while uh, Munster's out suspended is pretty interesting, actually. I think he might play quite well there, especially um, the way he played in that uh, that trial game for the Storm. So um, good news for him. But I don't think he's a buy because as soon as Munster's back, um, Pappenhausen's already there, so he's kind of got nowhere to go. He mm-hmm. might move to a 14 um, in this team, but that's still to be seen whether he's going to play that you know bench utility role like um, Hines was doing last yeah. year. Um, also in this team is Josh King, named at lock. I that saw, is yes. big news. So Nelson Asofa Solomona is on the interchange, and King is getting that starting role. So should see at least 40 minutes, I want to say, from Josh King there. Mm-hmm. Um so I would say he's a buy. I think he's he's quite cheap at the moment. I haven't actually checked his price, Josh King. Let's have a have a quick look while we're going. Um, but he should be, yeah, quite cheap. Three nineteen k. So yeah, pick him up. Definitely pretty safe buy. Up. I think. Um, uh, the only change would be when I guess next week Harry Grant comes back and pushes Brandon Smith to lock. 
most likely that's going to be the case, but I think the fact that he's 319k and they've given him the starting spot means that even from the bench, he's going to be getting decent minutes. So Yeah, they definitely not, see something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not a bad, um, I guess, emergency mid to have there in Josh King. So he should be getting, maybe for the first round, he'll get 40 to 50 minutes. And then there on from the bench, he'll probably come on for 30 to 40 minutes and might have a bit of value in him. Probably averaging around the 30 mark. So there's probably 100k there for Josh King to yeah, make. Sounds good. Um, Brendan Smith starting at hooker. I mean, we expected that with Harry Grant out for the first round. So Definitely. he should be playing big minutes there with Wishit coming on for maybe five to 10 minutes at the end. Um, and even then Smith might move to, to the lock position when Wishit comes on anyway. So not bad for him there. Jaden Nicarima is a bit of a weird one for me. I think he's there to probably take minutes from Meany, um, most likely. Okay. There's not a lot of forwards on the bench here. There's only Liero and Nass. So most likely they're going to be rotating with Bromwich, Welch, and Josh King, which is kind of surprising. I think Welch might be in for a decent amount of time in mm. this team in the front row because Bromwich has never been a huge minute player in the front row. So Welch might be playing big minutes and might be actually, a like we were talking about, him being a good option, especially yeah. with the offload scoring changes. So Welch looks like he's uh, a potential pickup. Yeah, back on the menu. Yeah. Love that. Um, so keep an eye on him. Might be a, a decent pickup as well. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I know we still write, we, we, uh, we rate Coates, um, yes, in this team. So, so, I mean, he's a cheapy, genuine cheapy to have, but outside of that, pretty standard for this, um, Storm team. Very good. Amazing. So we'll move on then to the Eels' first Titans game, which is on Sunday, the 13th of March. So starting off with the Eels squad, we've got Clint Gutherson in fullback with Sean Russell and Bailey Simonson both in the wing with um, Will Penasini and Wonga Blake both in centres with Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses in the half. Going to the front pack, we've got Regan Campbell-Gillard in the front row alongside Junior Polo with Reed Mahoney as hooker. We then have Sean Lane and Isaiah Papali'i both in the second row rounding it off with Ryan Matheson in lock. And then in the interchange, we have Makatoa, Kafusi, Raystone, and Jake Arthur. How are we feeling about that? Wow. This, uh, As the resident Eels fan. Yeah, this team is interesting. Nathan Brown, named amongst the reserves and not named at lock, is pretty big. I, I was assuming that he was going to be playing lock and he was just being rested to the start of the yeah. season. But the fact that Ryan Madison has that position is huge news for him. Um, Madison should be playing big minutes at lock, giving this, given this squad. Um, most likely, uh, Ray Stone and Oregon, uh, sorry, Makatoa and Kafusi will be rotating with, you know, RCG and Junior Paulo in the front row there. Jacob Arthur's an interesting one. I'm not sure why he's on the interchange here and what his role is going to be going forward in this team because I assumed that Ray Stone was kind of playing as that kind of missed a fix it, you know, going into the front row, playing a bit of lock, playing a bit of hooker when required. Like but a jack of all trades. Yeah, jack of all trades yeah. kind of play. But Jacob Arthur there is um, very interesting. Not sure what kind of role he's going to have going forward. It kind of it kind of brings into question Mahoney's minutes and, you know, Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses, are they going to be playing the whole game? Or Clint Gutherson, you know, those kind of key playmaking and um, mm -hmm. big player kind of roles, uh, what they're going to look like with Jacob Arthur hanging around. Um but good signs for Ryan Madison and Isaiah Papali'i. They're going to have big minutes there with no Nathan Brown. Um, yeah, I really like this Parramatta team. It's full strength. Will Penasini, um, well, not full strength without Mike Acevo. 
but, but that brings in Sean Russell as a cheapie. And same with Will Penasini, who I was just going to touch on. So Russell and Penasini, um, both on that edge, uh, on the wing and center on one side of the field, they'll be um, pretty good cheapies. Sean Russell, 260K, should average close to 30. I'm not sure if he'll average above 30 or not, but he is quite cheap. So he only needs to score around the 28 to 29 mark as an average to make some cash. And Will Penasini, he's got just such good base stats that he is a great center to have. Um, he just needs to get some attacking stats to actually be, um, to get a bit of a cash rise and to get some um, cash from him. But yeah, that's, get some that's cash. how I see it. Yeah, get some cash. Sorry, get I got caught cash. up on myself there. He'll make cash at centre. He just needs to get some attacking stats, which Parramatta should do. They've yeah. got a very strong side to start the season. 100%. Sweet. Happy to move on to the Titans then. Yeah, let's move on. So rounding out this game, we've got the Titans. So that will be Jaden Campbell in the fullback position with Phil, Philip Sammy and Corey Thompson both on the wing. We'll then have Kelly and Herbert both as centers with Brimson and Sexton rounding up the halves. So for the forward pack, we have Fodoweka and Liu both in the front row with Aaron Clark as hooker. We then have David Feeder and Firma both in the second row with Big Tino rounding it out in lock. On the interchange, we have Will Smith, um, Sam Lasane, Jamin Joliffe, and Kevin Proctor. How are we feeling about the Titans team this week? Uh, very good. Um, we expected Jaden Campbell to be taking that fullback spot, Brimson to be in the halves, partnering Toby Sexton, now that Fogarty's out um, of this Titans team. Not much to really talk on in this team. Aaron Clark will have decent minutes, but with Will Smith there, he's not going to play the full 80 anyway, so not a ton of value there. He might have increased minutes, but nothing too flash to score points off. Um, Bo Firma in the second row looks like good value there with Proctor moving to the bench. They're probably going to share some time, so not going to be getting 80 most likely, Bo Firma, I'd say. I think most likely he gets around 60 to 70 minutes, but it, it depends because David Fafida, they weren't really playing him for 80 minutes last year either, so Proctor is either going to be taking minutes off Firma or David Fafida, so it might be one to look out for for round one, um, but after that, once they've settled into that uh, rotation, you'll know exactly who's going to be getting 80 minutes in that second row um, because Lasone and Jolliffe are going to be taking minutes from Fodawaka and Liu. So um, Tino kind of looks like pretty good value now. He looks like he could be getting nearly 80 minutes um, at lock there now that there's no Tyrone Peachy um, looming around in the number 14. What do you reckon? Do you reckon Tino might be another go? We've fallen into this trap a few times in the last year or two. I was going to say this feels like deja vu. Yeah, um, it is, isn't it? <laughs> I would hold off potentially, um, maybe even just for the first week just to see what happens. And then if he plays well, pick him up. If he doesn't play well after that, not my problem. But <laughs> Fair enough. No, you're not wrong. Yeah. Just leave him be. Yeah. yeah. I think if he gets 80 round one, I would be quite interested in going yes. for him actually. But yeah, I think wait to see what happens round one, see what the rotations look like in this squad. And then Tino might be a buy from round two. Yes. And so for the final game of the week, we have the Cowboys versus the Bulldogs on Sunday. So for the Cowboys side, we have the Hammer and fullback with Carl Felt and Talungi both on the wing, Valentine Hones and Peter Hiku as centers. Then we've got Tom Dearden and Chad Townsend in the halves. So for the forward pack, we have Chinera Brown and Cohen Hess both in the front row with Reese Robson as hooker. Then we have Lukey and Nanai both in the second row with Talmalolo rounding out the team on lock. We then, for the interchange, have Ruben Cotter, Jordan McLean, Mitchell Dunn, and Tom Gilbert. 
I know for a fact that you have things that you want to say about this team, Daniel. Yeah, wowee. Um, Lukey and Nanai getting a start for this Cowboys team in the second row is pretty big. We're only expecting one of them to get a start and maybe Dunn or Gilbert to be playing that other edge role. So that's very interesting to see. Um, not sure what their minutes are going to look like, but it looks, based on the interchange, one of them is going to be playing 80, surely. So there's definitely value there. Which player has got the value? I'm not quite sure. I think <laughs> I think Helen Lukey, he was playing 80 last year for a couple of games, so he might be one to, to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, there's, there's value here. I'm just not sure where it is at the moment. JT as well, starting yes. um, at lock. Do you reckon he'll play 80? No. Yeah, I think... Peyton's already, you know, warned that he's not going to be playing him the full game and trying to, you know, limit his minutes. But, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. I do think, yeah, definitely for JT, something to just keep an eye on. Um, He's quite cheap, though. He is quite cheap. But, I mean, last year's the reason why he didn't perform particularly well last year. Um, Was coming off the bench, wasn't playing, like, full 80 minutes at all, even close to it. So, yeah. And a lot of injuries. yeah, Yeah, and a lot of injuries. So, it'll definitely be kind of keeping an eye out and seeing what happens. Yeah, I think it's a, too much of a risk to go from round one. But if you're, I mean, if you're a Cowboys lover, like I know um, Josh and Burmo who are listening in right now are. I'm assuming Burmo basically only has Cowboys players yeah. on his team. <laughs> his team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another one that uh, I really like the look of is the fact that uh, Jake Cl- uh, Jake Granville, not in the 17 at all, Granville. Yes. A surprise. Very surprising, right? Um the problem is, though, that Ruben Cotter is replacing him. So <laughs> Cotter will probably rotate with Reese Robson and JT, I'd say. Um, it's just hard to predict at this point exactly how many minutes he's going to take. But Robson, if he gets 80 minutes, is a very good hooker option and a bit of a pod, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Yep. Uh, outside of that, this team, I don't know. The Hammers got good value at fullback. Mm-hmm. Holmes as well gets a bit more base stats from playing at centre, but he's kind of priced in. At the moment, Deard and Chad Townsend, I don't know. I don't think there's much value in either of those, to be honest. And the changes to halfbacks, you know, kick meters and tackle busts, it's not going to suit them at all. So, yeah, probably avoid either of those two. Fantastic. Okay, well, happy to move on to the final team for the first team list Tuesday, which is the Bulldogs. So we have Matt Dufty as fullback with Ockenburr and um, Josh Adokar on the wing. We've got Braden Burns and Brent Naden both in the centre with Matt Burton and Jake Averillo in the halves. For the forward pack, we have Luke Thompson and Paul Vaughan as front row with Marshall King um, in hooker. We then have Jack Hetherington and Davida Pangai Jr. within the second row and Josh Jackson in lock. On the interchange for the Bulldogs team, we have Beyondi Odo, um, Corey Waddell, Max King and Chris Patolo. How are we feeling about that, Daniel? Yeah, so new look Bulldogs team. Obviously, we've seen it throughout the trials, this team. Um, it looks pretty much exactly the same as they played in the last trial, really. Um, and they were still looking quite... Not quite there yet, to be honest, as an NRL team. So it's going to be interesting to see how they pull up for the first round. I think it's pretty good for the Cowboys to ease into the season against this team. I still think there's value in getting Matt Burton. He will be the main playmaking half in this Bulldogs team. So there is plenty of value there at center. He should make a little bit more cash on where he is currently, especially with all the kicking and um, all the playmaking has to do. Plenty of try assists, hopefully, if they score tries and some attacking stats there. Um, Everyone's kind of jumped off TPJ at this point, given his uh, performance last week. 
He's still got value in him, though. That's the thing. He's gonna be. He's gonna still be doing well. He, he definitely had a rough game that game. You've got to think, in the context of the whole season, will TPJ be a good buy? Maybe he won't perform in the first couple of rounds, so you can hold off. But mm. you've definitely got to keep an eye on him if if he's gonna be, um, you know, playing eighty minutes on an edge for the Dogs. He's gonna find form somewhere eventually. And if he's playing eighty minutes with the offload changes, being the person that had the most offloads in twenty twenty one. He is going to be the main suitor for points, so you've got to keep an eye on him. Exactly. I think it's definitely something that you have to keep an eye on um, and definitely someone to keep an eye yeah, to watch while you're kind of watching the games because even if he's not performing amazingly well, he's definitely, even with that pretty interesting um, trial game, um, there's definitely a lot of promise there still. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he just needs to have a half-decent game and have three or four offloads, which he normally does a game, and that's... And you'll that's, get your points. Yeah, exactly. Four yeah. offloads is 16 points. That's incredible, and he gets that... Pretty, pretty uh, easy. That's his yeah, average. 3.7 offloads a game is his average, I think. So, yeah, I think he's a pretty obvious one to keep an eye on, um, even if it's not from round one this season. Outside of that for this team, there is some value in Luke Thompson and Paul Vaughan. I think Thompson's been the main suitor. They're probably getting around the same amount of minutes, but Thompson's getting a bit more work. Um, so keep an eye on one of them. They're probably they're similar to the Warriors forwards. Um, they're going to be getting, you know, decent minutes 55 to 60 minutes a game and going through a lot of work down the middle especially i'm going to assume that this side isn't going to be attacking a lot of the time so there's going to be a lot of defensive work plenty of tackles there for them to make so um yeah there's going to be value in one of those two um which one it is not quite sure but i'm leaning towards thompson at this stage fantastic well that rounds out our first ever teamless tuesday which is very exciting. Um, on our Instagram page today, we did ask people to send in some questions. So we're going to just go through a couple of those right now. At Footy Brains Pod. At Footy Brains Pod. So make sure you follow us there. We're always happy to answer your questions and things as well. So definitely check us a like and we have all of the kind of updates and stuff that we do on there as well. So the first question is, thoughts on Cotter? Yeah, so he was um, tipped to be starting in the number 13 lock for the Cowboys, but JT, I mean, they're paying him a million a year. Of course, they're going to be putting him in the team eventually, um, except for last year, but we'll (laughs) leave that aside. Um, Yeah, Cotter, he's a no-go at this stage in the number 14 shirt. You've just got to wait and see. He should get limited minutes, which means he'll lose a lot of cash. If anything happens to JT or Reese Robson or those middle forwards, um, he'll be right in there taking that, um, taking those minutes and back in the starting team. So one to keep an eye on, but definitely not starting with him um, from round one. Definitely, 100% agree. Um, next question, Brandon Smith or Harry Grant? By the looks of the Storm team, uh, well, because Harry Grant's not playing round one, it's a bit yeah. hard to go Grant, but um, he will be playing in this team. The fact that Josh King is getting the lock roll over Nelson Oso for Solomona means that most likely, I'm like 95% sure that in round two, Brandon Smith will be taking that lock position and Harry Grant will be moving to number nine to start. So Brandon Smith for round one looks like he's going to be playing nearly 80 minutes. Um, And for round two, it looks like he's going to probably share minutes with Nass and Josh King, Mm -hmm. Brandon Smith. Yeah. Whereas Harry Grant, he looks like he's probably going to be playing nearly 80 minutes as well. And and they might keep Tyron Wishard on the bench. So you've got to be a bit cautious about that. But... I mean, if you could go both, go both. But <laughs> I would say a safer option is probably Harry Grant because he he's the long-term future of this Storm hooker role. So he's going to be getting big minutes and plenty of opportunities to play whenever he's fit. Um, but Brendan Smith will still play plenty of minutes this season as well um, from round two. But definitely in round one, he's going to be playing increased minutes just by the look of this team. Yeah, fantastic. And then obviously 
the main question of uh, this Teamless Tuesday. What do we do about Cleary now? Who are we going to replace him with? Yeah, so I am of the opinion that you probably don't need to start with a gun half this year. Um, Cleary was the only exception just because he was head and shoulders above everyone else in the halves. Um, but because of the changes to kick meters, you lose a 30 points there as a half, especially if you're the main kicker in a team. Um, and because of the tackle bus changes, if you're one of the better halves in the game anyway, like your Jerome Hughes, your Cam Munsters, mm-hmm. your Nathan Cleary's and your Mitch Moses, everyone basically, all the good <laughs> yeah. halves, they're getting plenty of tackle busts a game anyway. So if, if you're amongst the big halves, you're probably going to have a huge reduction in your points. I think we estimated that Cleary was going to have about a 10-point reduction. DC was going to have about an 8-point reduction in his average. Mm-hmm. All the big halves are going to have a decent reduction um, just because of the kick meters and tackle bus changes. So I'm of the opinion you shouldn't replace him with a gun half. You should replace him probably with a cheapie. Um, Brad Schneider, Lachlan Ilias, um, those kind of halves. Amone come to mind they're probably the best suitors to take that role. Um, Even a pod half in Jay Clifford, I'll always put him in that mix. But I would spend his cash elsewhere. Going to the front row with a Payne Haas, it looks like he's going to be getting extended minutes in this first game. He could be playing almost 80 with no Flegler in the team um, and no Kobe Hetherington. So he could be playing 80 from round one. And then obviously when they're back, it'll be reduced a little bit, but that's good for a captain to start. And maybe even in the second row, you go... Um, have Ryan Madison as well. It looks like he's going to have increased minutes without Nathan Brown in that team. So, And there's good value in Madison as well. The fact that he yeah. had a rough year last year with injuries and reduced minutes from the bench, he's cheap as it's well. So he's another price. one. So actually, they're probably two good ones if you didn't have them in your squad. If you had Cleary and didn't have Madison and Payne Haas, they're two good players to go to. Of course, they're going to come to over a million, but you could find cash elsewhere to fit them in. So yeah. I'm of the opinion that they're probably two of the better players from these team lists at this stage. Fantastic. And then our final question, which is still related to Cleary, would you replace him with Moses or Hunt? Okay, if you're going to go with a gun half to replace Cleary, I wouldn't go Moses. He was making a lot of his points from kick meters. He was getting, you know, yes. 500, 600 plus kick meters some games. So um, wouldn't go Moses with the rule changes. Hunt, the fact that there's no Corey Norman anymore and Amone's there, doesn't do a ton of kicking Amone. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunt looks like he's going to obviously be the main playmaker in this Dragons team and looks to be the beneficiary with points changes. But again, he's going to lose points on off his average because yeah. of the kick meter changes. So, But if you have to go to for a half, Hunt is still a good option. And the Dragons looked quite solid during the trials as well. So not a bad change. There you go. You hear, hear first, Hunt to replace Cleary this season. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't, 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 like that. That don't quote on that. Don't press on that. No, no, that's not how I'm going to end it. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, hopefully this Teamless Tuesday has been exciting, just as exciting for you guys as it has been for us. Um, and make sure that you follow us at Footy Brains Pod on Instagram, like we said before. Um, we have these Q&As all the time, so you can definitely drop us a question for us to answer on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, well, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you again next week. And we'll be going through the first games of the season. Which is truly exciting. Absolutely. We'll see what the what the points changes are I pan out to be. I can't wait to do horrifically and have to <laughs> justify that during Oh, the another thing. Join the join our league. Yes, join last our chance. league. It is the very last chance for you to join our um, Classic League for at Footy Brains Pod. All the information you need to join is also in our um, Instagram. So if you need any other reasons to join, there you go. Perfect. Thanks another so much. Done. Okay, bye. <laughs>